Christ Church, New Malden, 10th of April 2020, Good Friday. Stephen Kurt speaking on Jesus and Isolation. Well, temporary isolation is something that many of us are having to get used to for the very first time, isn't it? Because of coronavirus and the effort to contain its spread, our access to other people is now being restricted in a way that most of us have never experienced before. People are still able to use phones and other devices to keep in contact with others. And of course, many of us are still living with our families. But even if this is the case, any degree of enforced isolation is still really odd and unsettling, isn't it? And that's because, as human beings, we were made for community with one another. No man or woman, the saying goes, is an island. There may be advantages for some of us in this temporary period of isolation, but temporary is the key word. Necessary whilst it may be to bring down the rate of infection, most of us are already pretty desperate for this period of isolation to be over. And in one of those readings that we just heard, we heard about a man for whom isolation looked permanent. And that's because he had leprosy. Leprosy was a horrible skin disease that was around at the time of Jesus and a disease that would horribly disfigure people by basically eating away at their flesh. That, of course, was bad enough. But because leprosy was so contagious, because other people could catch it so easily, it also meant that anyone who had that disease had to self-isolate and live at a distance from other people, usually outside towns and in lonely, deserted places where no one else was really found. Horribly disfigured by the disease and knowing that it would eventually kill them, people with leprosy were also cut off, therefore, from their friends and their families, and they would have felt really lonely and rejected. And of course, in this combination, there's quite a lot in common with coronavirus, isn't there? One of the most difficult aspects of this crisis is that those most afflicted with this virus are being shut away from their friends and their families in hospital. And most tragically of all, we're seeing a number of people that have therefore died at a distance from their loved ones. As with leprosy back in the first century, both the physical effects of the disease and the isolation that it brings about are equally terrible aspects of coronavirus. But in that story, we also hear of healing, don't we? We're told that a man with leprosy came to see Jesus and begged him to make him clean. And Jesus, we're told, was full of compassion for the man. And so he stretched out his hand and healed him. And it's a wonderful story because this man who had suffered this terrible and seemingly incurable disease, perhaps for many years, was finally free of it. But the second half of the story is equally important. Jesus told the man not to tell anyone about his healing, but to go instead to the priest and offer the sacrifice that Moses had commanded for cleansing. And the significance of this was that it was the priest who would check, probably from a safe distance, 
that someone was well and then allow them to come out of isolation and be readmitted into the community. And the man almost certainly did go to the priest so this could happen. But we're told that he also spoke to as many people as possible about what had happened to him. Precisely what Jesus had told him not to do. And the result of this was that so many people wanted to come to Jesus that as the story says, he could no longer enter a town openly but stayed outside in lonely places. And I wonder whether you have spotted what had happened here. Something about the situation of Jesus and the situation of that man with leprosy. They'd swapped places, hadn't they? Before the healing, the man who had leprosy was stuck out in lonely places and Jesus was free to go anywhere. But after that healing, their situation was the other way around. Jesus, through this act of healing, had freed that man from the pain of isolation. And in the process and through his act of love, something very similar to the consequences of his illness had been transferred onto Jesus. And the reason why I'm talking about that particular story from Mark's Gospel on Good Friday is because it points us to what happened later on in Jesus' ministry when he died on the cross. An even greater sickness than leprosy or coronavirus was the sin that had infected every human being. Like leprosy, sin seemed incurable. Like leprosy, it led ultimately to death. And like leprosy, it led to isolation. Dividing people off from one another because of the way it damaged relationships and community. And cutting people off as well from a relationship with God. But when Jesus died on the cross, he took all of that sin upon himself so that we could be set free from it. Centuries before, the prophet Isaiah had spoken of a servant who would take people's place. We heard that in another of our readings earlier, and this is part of what it said. He was despised and rejected by men, like one from whom men hide their faces. Surely he took up our infirmities and carried our sorrows. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. The Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. For he was cut off from the land of the living, for he bore the sin of many. And that's basically what was happening when Jesus died on the cross on that very first Good Friday, 2,000 years ago. He took on all of the many consequences of sin so that we could be set free from those consequences. And that particularly included isolation. Isolation from one another and from God himself. Within the account of the crucifixion in Mark's Gospel, there's a heavy emphasis upon Jesus dying completely alone to bring this rescue about. His disciples had run away and Jesus, taken out of the holy city of Jerusalem, is mocked and despised by everyone present around that cross. The soldiers crucifying him, the priests and teachers of the law who have put him there, people passing by and even by those being crucified alongside him. 
And the isolation went even further as Jesus, just before he died, cried out the words, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And as he spoke those words of desolation from Psalm 22, Jesus was taking upon himself every single aspect of the isolation and abandonment of those that he was dying for, so that those very people, you and me, could be healed, restored, forgiven, and reincorporated within God's community. And that was signalled by two events that Mark tells us that occurred at the point that Jesus died. The curtain in the temple that symbolised the people's separation from God because of their sin was torn from top to bottom. And meanwhile, back at the cross, perhaps even more remarkably, a Gentile centurion, probably the man who'd taken charge of Jesus' crucifixion, proclaims these words, Truly, this man was the Son of God. Jesus' death had broken the power of sin and ended isolation, with even a hardened pagan soldier now having the potential to confess God's Son and be included within God's people. Because Jesus was cut off from the land of the living, and because he bore the sins of many, people whom no one had ever thought could be included within God's people suddenly now could be. Isolation was over because God, through the crucified Jesus, was renewing and reconstituting his people, with no one any longer excluded. And in this strange and unusual time caused by this horrible disease of coronavirus, if we want a fresh take on the meaning of Good Friday and the death of Jesus, let's remember this short story from Mark's Gospel about Jesus healing the man with leprosy and how, through Jesus' compassion and love, the situation in their lives became reversed. It's a wonderful story in its own right, but it also points us to something even greater. The enormous love that God showed for every single one of us when he sent his son Jesus Christ to die on the cross, to be cut off from the land of the living so that we could be restored within it. The Queen made her broadcast last Sunday evening and she spoke of how this time of isolation will come to an end. We'll meet again, she said, quoting Vera Lynn. And let's pray for that day to come as quickly as possible. But on this very unusual Good Friday, one very different from any that most of us have experienced before, let's also remember the fundamental act of reconnection that Jesus Christ brought about when he died on the cross, and that act of sacrifice he made to make that reconnection possible. The isolation that Jesus Christ willingly took upon himself so that we could be restored to relationship with both one another and with God. <laughs>